0: OWC Radio is sponsored by Otherworld Computing, delivering perfectly tailored workflow solutions for every tech user with trusted storage, connectivity, software, and expansion products and 24-7 U.S.-based technical support. OWC believes in making a better world where technology inspires imagination and everything is possible. Find your solution at maxsales.com. It's time for OWC Radio. Tech Talk with Creatives. Conversations with host Serena Catania. This is Serena Catania with OWC Radio. We have part of the Vortex team with me today. We've got Ed Lance, who is the Founder, President, and the CTO, and Mark Leisure, who is the CEO. Now, Ed Lance is an entertainment technology engineer and immersive experience designer. He designs the digital dome venues and produces and directs these three hundred and sixty experiences. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what the dome is. And Mark, you are the CEO. And I was sleuthing around about you, and you have a, another life. You're an inspirational speaker and a producer, and you co-host the Life. And I just think it's wonderful. That both of you are such positive, caring people in an industry that can sometimes be tough. And I was actually watching some of the exit interviews with people that had seen Mesmerica, and they were talking about how much it just changed their lives. So... Let's talk for a minute, though, and this is part one for those listening in. This is part one of a two-part interview with Vortex, and I want to start out by talking about how we all met through OWC and the Humans in Space Art Celebration. Vortex was one of the major sponsors, as well as OWC, so can you guys tell us how you met Larry O'Connor and the folks at OWC?
1: Absolutely uh, Serena, this is Mark. And, uh, just wanted to follow up on that question. We've, we've been very excited with this relationship that's growing with OWC and with, uh, Yancey and the, uh, uh team, uh, Satori Pond, who, uh, has been working with OWC actually is a, a long time friend, uh, of mine and friend of Vortex. And it was her, uh, brainchild, not only to, uh, uh, introduce OWC and Vortex for uh, uh, you know possible alliance and, and product partnership for what OWC does and to support Vortex uh, uh, expansion needs as we're now building and, and rolling out a global network of these immersive uh, 360 domes. Uh, but then also the opportunity came up to uh, support the uh, Humans in Space SciArt event uh, sponsored by OWC and Vortex to, uh, to really be able to Kind of prove a little bit of what we do, showcase the power of this format, support children's education and science and creativity, um, and it really uh, was uh, kind of the the perfect storm of things coming together in a positive way for uh-huh. us all to be able to collaborate for good you know for the right cause, and uh, showcase a little bit of what we uh, do. Uh, and what we can do together.
0: Well, I know that Larry O'Connor was very excited about it because it was right on the heels of the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. So everything kind of came together. I think we're we're all techies, but we're also all wonderful fans of whatever happens in space. So what exactly is the SciArt Exchange and what is the Humans in Space art celebration for people who don't know about it? Well,
1: it's uh, a, a research and creative entertainment platform uh, that is uh, helping to engage the creative minds of students and uh, of, of of our younger audience, and really start to be able to to inspire. The thought and creativity of children around the world, but also uh, from a, an awareness and a knowledge and learning of space and spatial relations and, and uh, you know, kind of re-inspiring an exploration of our cosmos from perspectives, from global perspectives, I should say, from children all over the world.
0: I think it's wonderful. So can you, since this is radio and we're not showing people pictures right now, there will be a print part of this as well. But for right now, we're radio. Can you talk to us about what the dome looked like, who was in the room, and what happened that night?
2: Yeah, I'm happy to address that, uh, Ed, here. Sure. Well, uh, it it was um, uh, an award ceremony, and uh, it was an immersive award ceremony. So we actually um, surrounded the audience uh, with visuals. And the uh, you know different presenters would come up and uh we got to see clips from the students uh or the um you know the kids' work uh up on the dome <laughs> and uh we also right and, that's so and nice we also yeah and and we had some fun we also ran some uh immersive uh content uh one of which is uh monsters of the of the galaxy. Which uh, mm-hmm. features uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and some of the other scientists talking about black holes, but it's actually a music video uh, that um, uh, sort of riffs on uh, uh, the concept of black holes and how you know they're at the center of the galaxy. There could even be millions of them in the galaxy, for all we know. And and it's a musical presentation like that. So uh, the, the dome really is uh, the the epitome of sci art. Uh, the planetariums are where this format was birthed, and and uh, you know planetariums had domes because they wanted to visualize the night sky, and the celestial sphere is spherical. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. back in 1923, Carl Zeiss uh, invented the planetarium projector, put it in a dome, and voila, you have the accurate astronomical simulation of the night sky. So now we're projecting pixels on the dome. So it's kind of like putting a virtual reality headset onto a, a large group of people at the same time.
0: So just to make it clear, they're not wearing headsets; they're experiencing the spherical dome all around them, right? Exactly. While they're watching exactly. and listening, yeah.
2: Which a lot of people come into the dome and they'll be they'll, they'll say, "Gosh, you know, I can't wear those headsets; they hurt my eyes or whatever." But this is simple: you just walk in the door and look around. It's really just a movie screen that wraps around your head. But because it's digital now, the Dome actually becomes a portal into cyberspace, into uh, 3D data sets of astronomical uh, information, you know, that, that we now visualize and can fly people through.
0: So now, were you in Hollywood? The Dome's on top of the Beaudry building in Hollywood, right?
2: Yes, we're in downtown Los Angeles, and okay. we've been there for uh, nearly ten years now. We're uh, the first and and just about the only immersive media studio in Los Angeles uh, that is doing three hundred and sixty dome productions. So this is uh, this is cutting edge. It's an emerging format. Uh, we're taking uh, the domes from you know the planetarium market, which is uh, you know science centers, museums, and like that. Uh, also, there's IMAX domes that do documentary uh, projections. Uh, we're bringing now the format into mainstream arts and entertainment.
0: I love the combination of music and art. Can you describe the look on these kids' faces when they first walked in? How many children were there and how old were they?
2: Uh, we had a full house, uh standing room only. Uh, I couldn't tell you the age ranges, but uh, there, there were some uh, quite young uh, kids. So I guess uh, you might say K through 12. And, um,
0: uh-huh.
2: uh, yeah, it w- uh, it was an awesome event. Oh, the kids loved it. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we had a stage set up and stage lights and, uh, they got to receive their awards on the stage and, um, and, uh, there were, uh, really, really some fun presentations to a uh, musical and, and whatnot. So it was a great event. The kids love it, but I have to tell you, adults alike, when they go into that
1: dome, uh, you you almost turn the adults into kids. Uh, There's just a sense of wonder and awe when the sky above you changes uh, in real time.
0: Isn't that the whole core of creativity is finding the child and the innocence within us and just following that path? But I think this is such a beautiful marriage of young people who who have these open hearts and open minds and this incredible creativity, and then also inspiring the adults in the room. It sounds awesome. I wish I could have been there. I wasn't there that night, and I really regret that I couldn't have been there. I think the kids were about, uh, from what I understand, they were between the ages of 10 and 18. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty wide range. And um, yeah, so you had uh, Blake Lewis was hosting that night.
2: Oh, Blake, Uh, Blake is awesome. And um, he did, uh, (laughs) he he did a little uh, ditty where, uh, you know, he recorded uh, his voice and made sounds. And, and then um, he actually got some of the kids up there uh, to record uh, their, their voices. And he was like uh, uh, conducting (laughs) an orchestra. He made music out of it. It's quite fun.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's awesome. That th- These kids are never going to forget this, are they? I'm looking at the list also. You had the Raj Serene, a NASA scientist, and Alan Chin, a contemporary artist. And then I'm going through the list here, National Geographic Mars writer and producer Mickey Fisher. What an incredible group of people. And the look on Larry O'Connor's face when he was on the stage, because you know he loves space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he was definitely one of those and big it, kids. Uh, that we were talking about. It was uh, so enjoyable to watch him and uh, and, and all the kids. Uh, you know, really kind of get inspired and and connect. And, and that's the great thing about being in that dome environment is uh, you're able to share the experience and, and and connect. And everybody's taking that journey together.
0: So, were you? Do you know Jancy um who uh, is the? I guess the person that um, started this. Oh, yeah. Uh Jancy is the uh,
2: executive director of the Humans in Space and the SciArt Exchange. Mm -hmm. No, she drove the whole event. I mean, she was really the producer. Uh, uh, We were in service to her, actually. Um, So, uh, you know, she gave us the credits and we put them on slides and mixed it up with some immersive uh, visuals. Uh, She also had help on uh, creating a piece. It featured uh, the kids' uh, content on the dome. So it was actually rendered in uh, spherical format. So, um, yeah, Jancy uh, made it happen.
0: That's wonderful. I, well, I hope to interview her about all of this, too. Maybe we'll get her on and and uh, get her take on all of this. I'm looking at a, a visual. It's just actually the drawing of the dome. So how many people can sit in here? It looks like. Uh, Hundred and thirty seats, that's something right. like that. Yeah,
2: that's right. And and there was uh-huh. standing room only, so uh, it it was a full mm-hmm. house. Yeah.
0: So now, Ed, you direct these live presentations. Were you directing this one as well? I know you do the Vortex, the ones that like Mesmerica, which we'll talk about in part two of this mm-hmm. interview. But do, were you directing that uh, night as well? I'm sure. We
2: have a team, and uh, I was working alongside uh, Kaylin Holmes, uh, who is our uh, was running uh, video and lighting and uh, uh, so I was, uh, you know, behind uh, the control console. Uh, we also had uh, Don Norman working lights. So uh, it, it, it takes a team to make this happen. Um, I did uh, produce the visuals for Jancy. You know, made sure everything came in in the right formats. And at the last minute, we're downloading, you know, multi-gigabyte uh, files. Uh, so you know, these things can get a little stressful sometimes. But uh, you know, my job is to make sure it all happens smoothly and. And I think uh, Jancy was thrilled with the result.
0: Can we look under the hood for a second and talk tech? We have a very tech audience that likes to listen in. What was the format for delivery and sure, presentation? Sure. Well, we're
2: displaying um, 3K by 3K pixel fisheye frames in the dome. Um, there's systems mm-hmm. out there that go up to 8k by 8k. So uh, you know, this is a format that's scalable. Uh, there's big domes, there's small domes, there's tilted domes like that. Um, it, now the the uh, frames are look like a circle. It's actually a fisheye frame. Uh, it's called a dome mm-hmm. master, and it's a format that um, I helped to author the standards for. Uh, way, gosh, way back in 2004. We had a full dome standard summit in Valencia, Spain, and uh, locked down this format. And now there's 1,600 plus digital domes around the world using this format. So it's an interchange. Don't you love that? Yeah, it works. It works great. Uh, You know, we're we're also now pushing uh, the envelope by doing live programming, which actually most digital planetariums they can run a programmed show. Uh, You push a button, and the Mm -hmm. file plays. Uh, we wrap them up into QuickTime files, actually, and uh, most of the work mm-hmm. we do uh, is 4K by 4K pixels. Um, it's a little easier with the 3K frames, but um, that uh, yeah, it's just a movie You push play. Uh, but when when we're doing a show like this, there's a, actually there's a cue list, and we have one clip after another clip after another clip, and slides, and and we're cueing them um, manually. Mm-hmm. In real time. Wow,
0: that's the scary part about live production. Now, when you're when you're editing the clips together, like if you're presenting a music video, what NLE are you using? Do you know? Uh, Well, or does it vary by the editor?
2: Yeah, it's all over the map. I mean, uh, but uh, Mm -hmm. common tools are uh, uh, Premiere Pro and uh, After Effects. Actually, or not Mm -hmm. not that that's really an editor, but a lot of was a lot of the work we do is very visual effects heavy. Uh, we also use um, uh, Nuke for some of the productions. Uh, we have a, a production right, right now we're using Houdini to animate with. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what's really cool. All of the tools now, like uh, Premiere Pro and uh, After Effects uh, and others, have 360 capability built in. So when we start, first mm-hmm. started doing this in the mid-90s, we had to write our own plugins. to, you know, to, that. Yeah, to do the <laughs> spherical uh, yeah. a- a- re- rendering or compositing and 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 then you know you might project onto the sphere and then rot want to rotate it later so uh now with vr um you know the 360 cameras have advanced uh the software has advanced and um you know uh, it's awesome you know and, and and the same with the the memory uh we're using uh, an array of uh, uh ssds to play back the content um to get the speed up so You know, when you start pushing uh, 4K by 4K frames at 60 frames a second, data rates tend to get a little high.
0: No kidding. I was going to ask you if you used any OWC products for that. The SSDs are pretty good screamers. Yep, they're the best, and that's what we use. (laughs) For sure. I'm just curious. Mark, how long have you known Ed? Uh, Well, it seems like lifetimes, but uh,
1: which is why I appreciated the way you've uh, initiated the the discussion, because there's uh, so much commonality. Uh, but I've been with Vortex uh, overall mm-hmm. about two years now, uh, and uh, but yet we oh, were okay. introduced. I was actually at the grand opening of the Vortex Dome, and we, we didn't even meet at that time. And then I was reintroduced many years later, and then reintroduced again when the opportunity uh, to uh, to come together uh, presented itself. Uh, so the, uh, the 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 combined uh, path that we were both on was to really. Use experience and content in a meaningful, socially impactful, and positive manner. And I was working with the uh, award-winning uh, VFX mm-hmm. team, and we were looking at immersive productions. And there, there were no semi-permanent or permanent arts and entertainment domes. And then I had the opportunity to to, to meet Ed and see the uh, the history of Vortex, uh, having pioneered this space from a digital projection. Uh, perspective and the opportunity to to come in, support the uh, the team in uh, expanding our footprint and beginning to roll what roll out what we call as an immersive intelligent network of uh, uh, experience centers around the globe uh, presented itself
0: mm-hmm. It had to be incredible to be in that room that that night of the award ceremony and watch future scientists and future artists really be rewarded for what is native to them. You know, a lot of creative people are always told, go out and get a real job. And I I was so excited to hear about you because I think what you're doing is so important. Music, art, the entertainment field is so critical to success in all Forms of life. I mean, music can heal. It can help. I mean, if if you have a brain injury, as a lot of our troops do when they come back from the war, music really can help heal the brain. I'm encouraging people to go and learn a little bit more about you. Where can they go to to see what you did with the PsyArt Challenge? Is is that on the PsyArt yes. Exchange yes. and, website? Um, and
2: then, uh, of course, um, uh, vorteximmersion.com uh, 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 to learn more about the domes. Uh, I, I would love to comment on something you just mm-hmm. said, because to me, the, the, the kids, I I, I um, studied uh, engineering. I have a master's in double E. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm one of the few engineers who got through the system who was half artist. right? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, it was a real, it gave me a real edge in the business. Sure. Uh, because uh, I, my first job out of school was um, aerospace engineering. And I worked alongside 3,000 other engineers at Harris Corp. And, you know, engineers tend to think very black and white. And I was, uh, I, you know, I was able to come into very challenging situations and make intuitive leaps that um, it just baffled the engineers. And I think <laughs> That's that um, right. Yeah. And I'll tell you. It, it, it's like the young people tend to get filtered out of if they if they're not good at math mm-hmm. and engineering. You know, and and I tell you, you know, we're all about promoting STEM—yes, science, technology, engineering, and math. But I think uh, it's almost the worst thing you can do is tell a kid, "Hey, you need to study math and science and technology and engineering." Uh, ask them if they want to build a rocket ship. Ask them if they want to. There you go. Uh, you know, fix climate change. I mean. Because uh, it, it, it's like the impulse to innovate and create uh, is the thing that really led me, uh, not the desire to play around with mathematical formulas. The math was just the language, the tool that that, that I use uh, to do the things that I do.
0: Well, I know that my engineering friends and I like to get together every few months and solve the problems of the world. We can sit around for hours and just talk about, we'll make things up even, and say, okay, what are we going to do to make this better? And it's pretty amazing. I'm not an engineer, but I do admire that kind of mind. Luckily, I do have the left and right side going. Mark, I think you do too. And I wish Kate were on. It's a shout out to Kate because she's very involved in all of this. Kate McCallum, and hopefully we'll be able to get her for part two of this interview.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: that would be awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want to say that I might not have covered?
1: Aside of the fact that we're, you know, we're, we're thrilled uh, not only to have had the experience with, uh, with the Sired Exchange and the Humans in Space event, but the growing relationship with OWC is uh, one that's very exciting. Um, Everybody has been spectacular. Um, they, you know, clearly uh, Larry has built a, a wonderful culture of not only expertise technologically, but of just good it's a, uh, it's a really great group of people mm-hmm. and uh, we're really excited with uh, what's evolving there.
2: Yep. And our vision is to build these domes all over the world and uh, set up a dome grid, which are awesome. uh, uh, servers, right. That can serve out this uh, uh, massively huge frames of content. So uh, you know, that that becomes a resource that all of the domes can draw on. So we're going to need lots of memory Yeah,
0: (laughs) there you go. And I can't think of a better memory than the memory you get at OWC. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so proud of both of you, and thanks for spending time with us. And I do encourage everyone to check out the SciArt Exchange. It's a nonprofit that works to change the world by bringing science and technology Together with art. I really do encourage you. And I'm going to try to find out who the winners are. And maybe we could get one of these young children on OWC radio as well. It would be nice to hear firsthand. But in the meantime, where do you want people to go to learn more about the two of you?
1: Vortexdomes.com. Or they can also arrive at the same landing at Vorteximmersion.com. You're going to be hearing more and more about. Vortex Immersion and the Immersion Domes. And, uh, you know, the one last thing I'd say about this shared experience is that it's the missing link when you look at VR mm-hmm. in that you can have the communities sharing an experience and then you can interconnect out to VR and start to have a global shared experience unlike we were ever able to have in entertainment.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I thank both of you very much, and I encourage everyone to go check this out. And stay tuned for part two coming shortly. We'll be interviewing the Vortex Immersion Media team, Ed Lance, Mark laser and hopefully Kate McCallum can join us. She's tied up on the road at the moment, but we're going to keep texting her to see if we can get her on. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember what I always tell you, get up off your chair and go do something something wonderful today take care have a great day